When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code URBAN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code URBAN to receive your first month free. Empire. Thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wole, Ray Jeezy, and the homie Will TR out. We got a banger up, and also my fault. We're also on Amplifier Media Amp. PirateMedia.com. We got a banger of a show. I got a bunch of guests. Uh, just, you know, shout out to the homies, Will and Ray G's. They're not in, but, you know, they're always holding us down. Hey, subscribe. I mean, hey, I'm at Pirate Media, host multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington Commanders Insider John Kime and Jones Football, hosted by US, US, USA Today Insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast on, Spot- on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcast. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel as well. This show can be found on Podcast DC, local, the, the local app with hundreds of options in local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great content. Also, don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on IG at Urban Sports Scene and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also, join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search Urban Sports Scene, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T would normally say this, but he's not in the building. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. We'll discuss the Washington Commanders signing Terry McLaurin to an extension. Tone from the ProTech Sports Network. On YouTube, we'll jump on the show for that. At 8.20, Double, I'm founder of Double Take Sports, co-host of the Triple W Podcast, and Sports Journey's Washington Wizards reporter, Karita Parks, will join the show to, to talk about the Wizards trading for Monte Morris and Will Barton. 
At 8.35, we'll talk about the NBA offseason moves, host of The Real Deal with, with Damian Adams and co-host of the 3rd and 3 podcast. Damian Adams will join us for this segment. Finally, in our segment, HBCU Corner, we have a pre-taped interview with New Morgan State football coach Damon Wilson. But first, right now, we have the homie Tone from ProTech Sports Network. He's also on YouTube on the line. What's good, Tone? What's going on with you? Man, chilling, bro, chilling. Glad to have you on. I know we've had you on all <clears throat> burgundy and go everything, but I'm glad to have you actually on the Urban Sports Scene show. You know, this is our live show. I'm glad to have you on. Oh, for sure, man. All right. Up. all right, appreciate you, my man. All right, let's get right into it, man. The Washington Commanders and Terry McLaurin agreed to a three-year extension worth $23.3 million per year in new money. Your thoughts when you heard the deal, my man? I was, I was, I was happy. First of all, of course, right. <laughs> was, like, I didn't want to go in the season without Terry McLaurin uh, uh-huh. resigned to an extension. It's great to see that we're paying our guys now. We're not letting people walk. Uh-huh. <clears throat> go to free agency, go to another team, get their bag. I'm glad they're getting their back here. They did with Jonathan Allen last year. They did with Terry McLaurin this year. Now I speak to, I expect them to keep paying their core guys. They believe that part of the core. So. It's very good to see. Change of culture is always great. And isn't it important to have him like right before training camp? Were you, were you scared that he may, you know, be you know maybe holding out even a little bit, you know, towards the end or middle of training camp? Nah. Okay. I, they won't get it done. They won't get it done. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't worried about that. Okay. Okay. Do you think that uh, in terms of the importance, in terms of the money? All right. So let's go here. In terms of the money that he's. That he's getting, you know, a lot of folks, uh, whoever they are, a lot of you are haters. How do you feel about the contract? Do you think it's a fair deal? Do you think it's a deal that, you know, he was a little, you know, a fair deal for, for Terry, a fair deal for the, a fair deal for the team, or did, you know, did Terry take a bargain, you know, to stay with the squad? Like, how do you feel about that part part of the deal? <clears throat> well, shout shout to my guy Jerry from Jerry's Corner, uh, uh-huh. one of our one of our other five content creators in the Commanders community. He was saying that Terry needs to ask for AJ Brown money. I was like, no, uh-huh. because the Eagles overpaid. Don't make don't make us overpay with the Eagles. <laughs> That's stupid. Like no, like no. Don't 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 let us compound the Eagles' mistake of giving AJ Brown twenty five minutes seat. Yeah. No. Uh, so, I, I, I day thought the deal was, deal was extremely fair for both sides. Okay. I, I like it for free and for Terry because they get some second bite of the apple in three years and allows them to get another extension. That's uh, way more than this one. Agreed. And as for the commanders, it's, it's a fair deal, like 23 free per. Uh, that's not horrible for wide receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk is getting 18 and then having 1,000 yard season in his career. Facts, so, man. Facts. I mean, like, come on. Like, it's not the worst thing. If A.J. Brown got 25 and he didn't have 1,000 yards last year, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm, well, I, I kind of look at it like you know. I think Scary is, a, is is that dude. You know what I mean? Because I do think that if he wanted to, he could have kind of leveraged this team a little for a little bit more money because of like the whole, you know, with the the temperature of the squad. You got a guy like you just said that is a homegrown dude who, in terms of the fan base, everybody loves Scary because the way he plays football, he just has that aura of a real leader, and he's kind of done it the hard way, right? A third round pick building himself up to be this guy right so and you see all these other dudes and you know out there in, in the wide receiver market getting paid and this dude hasn't even had the quarterbacks these dudes had and now it's like he's at this position where 
he's got free agency, and they waited long, waited, uh, they waited long enough where the market has kind of jumped up a little bit, right? So it's like yeah. if, you, if you Terry, you like, you know what? If I wanted to, I could have tried to stretch out a couple mil because I know my value to this squad. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I I definitely agree with that. He could be like, oh yeah, I want twenty seven. Yeah, for real. Uh huh. Da da He's like, dang. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you don't got much of a choice. I like, gotta give you the money. Yeah. So for real, like you know, like you don't have a choice because he is the guy. Like he is that leader, and he's the guy that to me, like there's guys you worry about. I mean, we you know we've had Albert Hainsworth, right? Uh, so there's guys you yeah. worry about. You give the bag, and you're not sure if they're gonna perform. He's not that type of dude. Like, you give him the bag, you like, all right, he the type of dude, and I said this on another show, he the type of dude that if you give him the bag, folks are probably going to question it, right? They're going to be like, oh, he ain't had that many, he ain't have a 1,500-yard season. He ain't have a 1,200-yard season. But what folks are going to say is that what he, what he's, how he's going to take it is like, oh, really? I'm going to show you why I deserve this bag. Because that's the type, that's how, that's how he's built. Like, he built different. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got that money. It ain't going to make him continue going to be content. A lot of people get content when they get the bag. Him, he the type of dude that from just from a, from a distance, like when you see the way somebody play football, you like, oh, I'm going to show you why, I'm gonna get, why I deserve this money rather than, oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. He, 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 he definitely the type of guy like, okay, all right, y'all gave me that. I'm going to outperform this. Uh-huh. I'm trying to come back to the table again. Y'all know y'all going to kick out a lot more. Yep. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. That's definitely, that's definitely, that's definitely terrible to all day. You know it. And you're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Amppire Media at amppiremedia.com. I'm rapping with my homie Tone from the Pro Tech Sports Network. You can find it on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to it. Don't be stingy. All right. With Carson mm. Wentz as McLaurin's QB, how do you feel like, and, and Scott Turner as the offensive coordinator, how do you feel like they're going to utilize uh, Terry? Compared to what he's been, how he's been utilized before. Okay, so I I may have heard about this spoiler alert. So I want to go next. Yeah, I got you. So I can go ahead and watch that video about Scott Turner. And I think they should he should adjust his play calling and uh, help Terry and help to help the receiver court, uh-huh. especially Terry get open. Um, I think that Scott Turner should move Terry around. Number one, uh-huh. uh, sometimes having the slot with a slot corner. No, no, he don't have to be at the at the Z at all, you know, X at all times. Like, uh-huh. Move him around. You know what I'm saying, uh, put him in the Z, put him in the Y, put him in motion, give him just sweeps. Just find a way to give him the ball creatively, get from the screen, things of that nature. I think that, that I think that Scott's gonna do that now because he I think he has the appropriate quarterback to do these things. Uh-huh. I think we're sitting offensive Taylor Heineke, but he just had Archer to throw those deeper passes and things like that to Terry. We saw Terry wild up so many deep crossing routes and. These deep corners, uh-huh. these these big posts, wide open, burning Trayvon Diggs to, to, to goodness knows when, and he can't get the ball because this boy can't throw more than four yards. Yeah, bro. Preach, preach, bro. So, <laughs> preach. So is he, oh, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I said preach. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> it just, with Wentz, like, Wentz got a cannon. Like, he can throw 50 yards. It, 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 it won't hurt him. Like, uh-huh. uh, Pull up the yard down the field. Ah, Terry, let's go get that. I mean, Terry, I mean, Wentz is also prone to more turnovers too, but uh-huh. uh, I think I, I, I think what Scott Turner needs to do is be balanced uh-huh. between the run and pass to open up the play action, move Terry around. 
I think Terry gonna have a 14, 15 yard season this year. I really believe that. I, I really so believe too. Terry McLaurin is gonna have that Justin Jefferson twenty twenty type of season. You got fifteen hundred yards. Where did this come from? No, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. What's this? Uh-huh. You got Jahan that takes a picture from, away from him. If it also you got a guy like Curtis Samuel back from injury too, and they get these tight ends going, it's like you can't double this boy now. Uh-huh. Today you're one on one, and you move him around. Sometimes he's on the slot corner. Sometimes he's on the second best corner. Sometimes he's going to cook the best corner. Uh-huh. But he's going to get open. Because uh-huh. you're moving him around, you're getting creative. They get creative with that. Oh, my gosh. Boy's going to eat. Like, sure. <laughs> 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 more to say. Now he should eat. Like, there's not. So, so th- my thing is, like, I think you're going to see it, uh, him, him use like you saw him his rookie year. That game against the Eagles kind of sticks, kind of like really stands out to me when Case Keenum was the quarterback. Now, Case Keenum didn't have the strongest arm in the world, but it's better than Taylor Heineke. It's um, strong enough. Yeah, strong enough, right? It's better than Taylor Heineke. So, <laughs> you're going to, to me, you're going to see him do a lot of, a lot. he's going to be on some go routes, a bunch of go routes, man. I think you get to really see, we're, as fans, we're going to get to see that speed in use. You know what I'm saying? We for, we for, he's a good route runner. We know that. Like, he's a really good route runner. But we forget like how how fast, how fast he is. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a he is a problem, right? Like scary is a problem. So we forget how fast he is and, and how dynamic he could be as a wide receiver. So to me, I, I'm excited about it. I think that the sky's the limit to what he can do. You know, if Carson Wentz is even half of what he used to be. You know what I'm saying? If Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz that we saw in. Um, I want like Philadelphia. That's like I mean, if he's that Philadelphia, then this thing could, this could be talking about Super Bowl. Um, and, his, and if he was in Philadelphia in his prime, um, but if he's the Carson Wentz of close to what he was in Indy, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody can ignore the just ignore the one Jacksonville game, and we can all you know be all right. Um, but if he could be close to that, then I think that you know this team has a has a thing with Scary because Scary is going to actually be in a situation where the quarterback could actually overthrow him. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, and that's cool. Like when you're that fast, you gotta give him you you gotta actually give him that opportunity to be overthrown. That's what I'm saying. Like you can, he's gotta have that opportunity. So having scary in that situation where he's getting now he has the opportunity to be overthrown, you know, it's something I think this team can really be can make him more dangerous because like Deshaun Jackson used to say it all the time. Like, dude, just throw it as far as you can. I'm, I'm gonna go get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I'm. I'm confident in my speed. I'm not saying that Scary is as fast as Deshaun Jackson is prime, but he's fast enough, bro. That's four three speed. Like that's four three legit speed. So I feel like you're gonna see more playmaking ability out of Scary Terry. To me, he's already tough after the catch. Like he already tough. Like he can take a five yard pass and and, and almost break it or break it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So you now he only ain't gotta do that much work. If he get open, like you won't have people like Trayvon Diggs talking crap or talking mess like they strapping Scary. When really the ball is underthrown, you know what I'm saying. So this is an opportunity right. now where he throw it out there. And he leading Trayvon Diggs can't catch up to that. Yeah, nah, for sure. You know he's he gonna get lit up, boy. I'm saying he's, like- he's definitely. I mean, I'm, he's going to get lit up. It's going. It's, it's going to be nasty. Like I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell folks who listening right now. Scary is going to be nasty, and. I'm interested to see how just they going to work out together, how they going to link up, how Carson and Scary are going to link up. I'm, I want to see – so this is my question to you. This is another question to you. It's not – actually, this just came to mind. So how much work do you want to see Scary and, and Carson do in the preseason? 
I know a lot of people don't like preseason, but how much work mm. do you want to see the, see them do together? Do you think it's important? So mm. sort of extent, yeah. Okay. Because quarterback, but Sarius played with so different quarterbacks. It's like the man had a, almost a hundred yards in a playoff game with a guy that was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude had a hundred and twenty-five yards in his debut with a guy that. Let's be real here. His kid was trash. <laughs> He's trash. So. I think it, it, uh, I said a quarter, maybe in the first game, maybe two series. The second game they're gonna probably play a half. That's about it. Like anything more than that, you're doing too much. Like, <laughs> you know, average preseason stuff. You know, the second game is dress rehearsal. Uh-huh. Go ahead and do your dress rehearsal. Play the first half. And all right, bro, you gotta go sit down. Gotta get ready for regular season. And then week one, yeah. do your thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I've always been a fan of, like, you know, utilizing somebody in preseason. But I just feel like, you know what, you're right. Like, when you have a guy like Scary McLaurin, it gets to a point where, you know what, do you really need him now? Do you really need him? Like, do you really need to test that with, with Carson? Because, like you said, you made a great point that he's played with trash quarterbacks and made it work. So, like, you know, he can sit it out. He's already showed he's a pro. Yeah, you know he's saying? a pro's pro. Like, yeah. he's, he's a definition of that. So. You know it. Hey, before I let you go, man, first off, tell our listeners about, you know, your channel, your YouTube channel, and, you know, what you got coming down the pipe. Oh, yeah, man. So y'all can go subscribe to me at Protest Sports Network on YouTube. I do all Commanders content, all NFL stuff. So y'all want some NFL stuff. A little sprinkle of the NBA uh, every now and then, but mm. I'm going to get content soon. But, yeah, right now it's really just Commanders content and NFL content. Um, I upload at least once a day if not twice a day, depending on the day. Uh, I got a bunch of uh, – I have a bunch of roundtable discussions with oh. NFC East fans. Oh, also, yeah. in the league, that's coming up very soon. Uh, I'm going to project the 53-man roster before training camp. I'm doing that this month as well. A bunch of stuff down the pipeline. Uh, game previews on every Friday before any game during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be streaming uh, play-by-plays on Sundays if it's a road game. I'm a season ticket holder, so the home games will not be streamed. I'll be <laughs> at the stadium unless we're that bad of a team, which I, I pretty much not. hope we're actually pretty darn good. I'm going to do that. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. you get yeah, my point. Yeah, I get your point. Uh, they better not be a bad team, bro. <laughs> game previews, uh, post-game reaction, all that stuff on the channel, and uh, just general NFL content. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah, they better not be that bad, bro. They better not. I don't got time for that, bro. Real talk. I don't got time for you. Hey, time no patience. Hey, how can they? How can folks catch you on social media, man? Oh yeah, see, so y'all can follow me on uh, my personal uh, Instagram is Tony underscore BFV. Mm-hmm. Also, you can actually follow me on my uh, on, the, on the YouTube Instagram at Protect Sports Network underscore, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at PSN oh four two eight nine three. And that's how you guys can find those socials, man. I don't do TikTok, none of that crazy stuff, but I just keep it simple with Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> yeah, man, you and me, bro. I can't do TikTok. It's too much work, man. I can't I can only do Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Yeah, man. It's just too much, man. Social media is just too much for me, man. I can't I love it. I hate it at the same time. Um I got love love relationship. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just, it's just it's, it's the worst. <laughs> it really is. It's the worst, man. It really is. I, 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 you know, so I could fall into a rabbit hole, and then all of a sudden I could be like, eh, ain't, this ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. like, hold up. Hold up, man. Oh, I, I, I look at a couple posts, and 
An hour go past. Yeah, oh, God, I'll get that. Exactly, man. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not even a good worker at the time, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even productive. I'm like the worst. You know what I'm saying? I, I need to be productive. You know what I'm saying? I pray for that in my for life. Sure. Be productive. Hey, man. Thanks for being on, my man. Appreciate you. Um, you know, I'm trying to get you back on again. Oh yeah, man. Let me know. Let all right, up, bro. I will. Got you, my man. All right, all right man. All right, dude. Take it easy. All right. You too, man. For sure. Bet. All right, again you again you can tweet tone at psn zero four two eight nine three all right the wizards have a new point guard sports journeys washington wizards reporter karita parks will join me to talk about the new wizards players after the break you're listening to the urban sports saying fighters yiddig a deuces guys are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. BlueChew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try BlueChew free when you use our promo code URBAN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code URBAN. Urban to receive your first month free. You are listening to the Urban Sports Team with me, Wole. I'm by myself. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. I'm doing the darn thing. Will and Ray Jeezy are, are out, and we are part of Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. I'm kind of boosted. You know, so this is this is the fan right now. So right now, I have founder of Double Take Sports co- and cut co- well co-host of the Triple W Podcast and Sports Journey's Washington Wizards reporter, Karita Parks online. What is good, Karita? Hey, what an introduction. Hey, yo, you got everything, <laughs> yo. You got everything. Like, you working it. I see you. I'm working out here. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I see you. And, I'm sorry. And, and Washington Mystics reporter, too. I'm sorry. Right. Sorry. Sorry. You doing it all? I see you. You getting the interviews? Hey, I'm trying to take advantage of my moments. <laughs> hey, you got the moments. All right, you got the moments. You got them. So you don't got to take yeah. advantage. You got the moments. Got the moments, it's but plural. You got I don't them. ever take them for granted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I feel you. I feel you. I know that's right. All right, so let's get into it, Karita. We're right into it. We're gonna go right in the nitty gritty. All right. Because this conversation go left, or you can go left or right. Well, right. Hey, I mean, yeah. what else would I expect from you? I know, right? I know <laughs> you ain't lying. All right, here you go. All right, the Washington Wizards traded starting starting wing Catavius Caldwell Pope and journeyman point guard Ish Smith to the Denver Nuggets for a pair of solid veterans: point guard Monte Monte uh, Monte Monte Morris and Will Barton, guard Will Barton or guard small forward Will Will Barton, whatever you want to call it. What's your opinion on the deal? I think it's solid. Mm-hmm. And that's really Tommy Shepard's the way he kind of works. He does make solid deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, for the most part, 
if Smith was dependable, but I think you get um, in this situation, I think you get an upgrade yeah, at the position. Um, and with KCP, you, I would say you get a comparable player. Yeah. So I can't be mad at the deal. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I like the deal. Um, surprisingly, right? I do like the deal. Uh, I know what. You don't want to hate on the deal. Yeah, I know, right? Look, I ain't hating. Look, I actually like the deal. I think I think Monty. I like Mon. I like Monte Morris. I think he is um, one of the better backup point guards. He'll be a starter for the Wizards, but he's a guy who can start on multiple teams in the in the NBA, right? Because he just had to play behind uh, Murray. You know, what I'm saying in Denver, right? Uh, um, so this is an opportunity for him to kind of you know, show his worth in the NBA as a, as a starting point guard. Is he the type of point guard that will, you know, give you 10 dimes or whatnot? I don't look at him that way, um, but he's a solid point guard who doesn't turn the, turn the ball over, get you into your, get you into your offense. Um, mm-hmm. So things can work, man. It can work with Monte Morris, and he can shoot. You know, he can shoot the three ball. Not like, you know, Steph or anything, but he can shoot the, the three ball. He's a scorer. He has a good but mid-range better game. better than what the Wizards have seen. Oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. Only Rui... Only Rui Hachimura has been fairly consistent and decent from the three. Yeah. But they struggle. I don't know if it's going to help. When it comes to three-pointers. That's wild. I don't know this that all this is going to help. I mean, even the guys they got, even the young boy they got in the draft, because his three balls like a 30% three. Yeah, most of, them, most of them are close to 40%, uh, shooting 40% from the three. And I'm not uh-huh. really necessarily saying – Johnny Davis, but yeah. Yeah, just looking you. into yeah, Will Barton, Monty Morris, yeah. um, they're close to forty percent three point shooters, but it's better than what they. Have. Yeah, they close to forty. Forty is great. Yeah, I, I mean Monty Morris is like it's it's wild because you're gonna get oh, so this is the thing like it's gonna be a different type of three he's gonna get. Yeah, because. He's not playing with the Joker. So he's not playing with that passing big who's going to get you find you out open. You know what I mean? So this right. is going to be different. Like, I, I, I dig with Wes Uns- I mean, what Wes Unsell Jr. is doing um, or what they're allowing him to do in terms of Tommy. Bringing in guys that Wes Unsell Jr. is familiar with. Like, he coached that Endeavor. That just so, start to be. Yeah, so he knows the system. And they know yeah. how to work. They don't know how to rock and they don't know how to roll. But the only, that's the only, different, the only issue with it is, is that there is no Joker on this squad. There, so what I mean That's by what I was going to say, ahead, like that ahead. is my same mm-hmm. sentiment. Mm-hmm. They know his system, mm-hmm. but how will they fit here? Yes, because like right there, like you said, there he we don't have that. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I this is good. Like the signing is good because you got guys who win, who have won. Like not to say they won championships, but they've gone to the postseason. They've had postseason success. They won some games right. in the postseason. Yeah. Um, they compete, right? Uh, Will Barton is like from Baltimore, so he's like local. He's local enough. Um, mm-hmm. so there is you have the you have that tie. Um, and he's a scorer. Like Will Barton's a scorer. Like I like he is a scorer. So him being a six man off the bench, uh, it does work. Like he is a guy that it does fit that role. Um, yeah. I think the Wizards. So the, the thing is. It's a it's a need. It definitely is a need. So I'm not gonna like diminish that it's not a need. Not the six mm-hmm. man because Will Barton was just a throw in for what I've read. He wasn't. He was a throw in in the trade. Monty Monty uh, Monty Morris is like the dude that they actually needed. Um, and then he they right. got him in a deal. Um, but I've always felt like this team needs a 
an athletic big, like a real athletic big who's a shot blocker and who can just like kind of do things like a pick and dive, like the guy, like uh, Robert Williams who plays in Boston, like a guy like that. Like I feel like they need that type of big to kind of take them over the hump of being a team that to kind of do something. Not like um, Gafford was is solid, but he's undersized, right? He's not really. He is undersized. He's under. He's athletic but undersized. Um, but they need a real big. Thomas, yeah, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, I was under- say Thomas Bryant, and he probably won't. Come back. He won't be back. And he's not even like he's more of a he's not like a dive explosive. I mean, he's a he's not that type of dude. Now he's more of a pick and pop type of dude now. Mm -hmm. Um, But they need a guy who can play defense as, you know, a good defender, uh, an athletic big who's an actual big in in today's system of being a big. And I feel like that would kind of get them to a point where they can win you know, win enough basketball games, right? I can see that. I can see that. I can I can reason with that. So and then you have Gafford, and then you have Gafford who um, protects the rim exactly. well. Yeah. So I, I can definitely reason with that being a missing piece for them. Yeah, I think there's something. Well, I don't know where they're gonna get that from. But. I don't know they're gonna, they gonna get that anytime soon. <laughs> I ain't getting that anytime soon. But I'm just saying that would be something today when the or they can get you know try to get a player like a Joker who can pass. You could be a big man who can pass, but they're not any of those like just falling off the tree. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene right now. I'm chatting with founder of Double Take Sports, co-host of the Triple W Podcast and Sports Journeys Washington Wizards and Washington Mystics, Mystics reporter, Karita Parks. All right, so Karita, uh, how do these individuals, you know, benefit? How do how does this trade benefit Brad, Bradley Bill? Well, from a perspective, it does add depth. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, they're shooters and they need that um for bill also he i mean we have to see how it plays out because all these point guards who play alongside him mm-hmm. so far it just hasn't panned out but hopefully um monty morris does pan out um with johnny davis being a, ro- a rookie that gives brad some that'll give brad some relief off the bench of course but but they also have delon Wright. we got to remember that too delon Wright, young boy from uh Who's Hawks. Played, yeah, who's played for Toronto too, right? Um, is that what I'm thinking of? I think so. I uh, think so. But he recently, oh, most so. recently, he came from the Hawks. Yeah, I think I know he's. I don't really hype him, but yeah, I know everybody. Hype, I I got that too. I and he's really him. not necessarily good. I mean, he'll be a backup for more than likely be a backup for Morris, but um, but for Bill, I think that he just the thing with the Wizards that they have always tried to do is add players that will give him some relief yes so that it's not all on him to do the scoring uh-huh. and you know kyle kuzma was very effective last season well you know we'll have to see how that pans out um you still got porzingis as well yeah. but these guys are you know efficient efficient offensively and they're supposed to be helpful on the defensive side of the ball so that's really where i see them relieving him or helping or helping the team overall yeah i see it yeah it's, it's, it's the same but it's I... just hard to say i mean <laughs> i say i say that because all these years everybody who's been added has supposed to <laughs> help this team we're right? supposed to help bill right yeah so it's really hard for me to say at this point because Besides last year with Kuzma and KCP, mostly Kuzma. He did, uh, yeah, he did some work. Kuzma did some work. I'll give him credit. He did some yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. You didn't really see 
you haven't really seen the help pan out. Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing for Tommy Shepard was depth. He wanted depth. Um, they came in here wanting better three-point shooters um, and guys who can play defense. Yeah. And for Bradley Beal, that in every press conference, that was one of his gripes is we don't play good defense. Um, I think he got some – and he wanted bigger guards, so he got some bigger guards. Yeah. Maybe not, you know – it's wild when I heard that, like he wanted bigger guards. I'm like, there's so much that's so wrong with that. Um, but but he got what he wanted. Yeah, you know, so he got what he wanted. He got what right. he wanted. You know what I mean? Like that's so what I was telling last week. I was telling Will this. Like you can't. He was he was telling me like, well, this this team never built around Bradley Bill. I was like, uh, Bradley's getting what he wanted. You know, what he saying? has always get got yeah, what he wanted what, for the most part. Yeah, he's getting what he's wanted. Um, but I'm I'm like. Creed, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, my bad. Some, yeah, I have, to, I have to. Somebody's trying to call me mother line, so like I'm working two shifts now. Oh, no uh, problem. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, I'm here to beep. I'm like, oh wait, what's happening? What's happening? This is this is like we don't have we don't have an actual mixer, the correct mixer board. If this would all work out. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I'm now back on it. So we're talking about so yeah, like. He's gotten what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, he's gotten what he wanted. And that's the thing. Like, so if Bill got what he wanted, you can't always use it like, all right, the organization's not doing what, you know, doing the right things around Bill. They're asking him all the time, like, dude, what do you want for this team? Like, what do you want? Like, what what do you need yeah. for you to be a better player? You know what I'm saying? Like, or this team <laughs> to be better. So I'm like, I'm never like into the whole, I'm not ever, ever into the argument like, well, he, they didn't give him any help. I'm like, yo, they want to resign him. I mean, so he, that is what they have been doing ever since they made you. the determination that Bradley Beal was going to be the face of the franchise. Yeah. They have done nothing but try to build the team around Bradley yes. Beal. That's that's my thing. That's my problem. So I don't like the argument. But now they got bigger guards, so it's cool. They got bigger guards. So that's the thing. They got bigger guards, and that's fine. But that's now fine. we will see. Yeah. And also, I mean, I'm very curious as well. With Wes Unsell Jr. this being his second year, yeah, how what are we gonna see from him too? Yeah, agreed. No, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I'm gonna read this. Um, ask me read this tweet real quick from okay. uh, my man Cam Cameron. I like to make sure he gets he gets his he gets his shine. So Cameron on Twitter at Camigo, um, he tweeted about you know how do these individuals fit with Bradley Bill? He said it'll impact a lot. Uh, you got Bill, what he wanted, bigger guards, like like uh, Karita said, drafting Johnny mm-hmm. Davis, getting um, the line right, and trading for Monte Morris and Will Barton. You know, you got dogs at the guard position, which that which what I'm sorry, which what Brad been preaching about since the second half of the season. Um, I mean, I, Monte, <laughs> I mean Barton's a dog. Like I ain't gonna lie, Will Barton is a dog. <laughs> I knew that is what you were going to be hung up like, on. Like Bill Darton's a dog. Like no, I mean Bill. No, Will Dar- Will Barton's a dog. I mean he's a score. Mm-hmm. He like he'll go at you. So he is a dog. I'm not going like Will Barton's a guard. He's a dog. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monty is a good player. Like he's a really good player. Like he's a good player. Yeah, like, I, like I haven't seen him be like. It's he, like you said earlier, he's yeah. known to just be able to efficiently run yeah, the offense he's efficient. and efficiently score. He's efficient, yeah, right? He's efficient. Reliable. Yeah, he's capable. good. But you know what? <laughs> a lot of people like – see, my thing, Spencer Dinwiddie got dog in him, but it didn't work out here. So it's like – Yeah, it didn't work it out. Right, it didn't work out for him. He got dog in him, it just didn't work out for him. 
So it's 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 wild. Like I get what he's, I get what he's coming from. Like I mm-hmm. do think it's a good trade. Like I don't want to act like I'm negative. I do think oh, it's yeah, a good absolutely. trade. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a good trade. Um, it's just that I'm not like I think is it gonna move the needle in terms of the Wizards being a competitive like a playoff team? I'm just not sure. Like I felt like I like Wes. I like Wes Unsell as a coach. I think he can make this team a, a playoff team. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how far or how much better they could be in the East, where the East is kind of like stacked now. It's getting stacked. So it's like I don't know where the Wizards where they're gonna land at. You know what I'm saying with that. But I do think. I mean, in terms of fitting Bradley Bill's game, I don't know if it fits his game. I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know if it fits his game, but I think he needs he needs a real point guard who can really set him up. You know what I'm saying? And they got to change the offense for his game to kind of help them win multiple games. You know what I'm saying? You can't do this ISO stuff all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't just be Bradley Bill trying to score 30. They're gonna have to kind of right people. But I will say this: but Will Barton ain't gonna let Will Barton Will if he's on the same court with Bradley Bill, he gonna he gonna jack. Like he going jack, he gonna be like, nah, mm-hmm. bro, I'm, I'm, it's my time too. So he going. And jack. that's what I mean. That's what they need. They do need that. I mean, they need more than one dog, but mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> but they need at least one. Yeah. Um, you know, to push everyone else to step up. Facts. Because that's the thing is right now. Just when I think about the the guys that we still have from last season, they are efficient. But they are not those I'm a go at you type players. No, I totally agree. Like they're gonna do their job. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> see how we'll see how we'll see how it plans out. We really will. Hey Karina, thanks for being on. Before I let you go, please let our mm-hmm. listeners know how they can catch catch you on social media and please tell them about all of your podcasts. The one you know, the one I the ones I mentioned, like all of them. You know, like yes. all of them. <laughs> you can catch me on social media <laughs> at Karina C Park. You can also catch my content at double take. Sports that's at DBL Take Sports. You can also catch our Wizards Pod. It's the Triple Dub Podcast. Well, Triple W, but we say we say Triple. You know dub. what? I was being real proper. You know what? You're right, Dub. I got you. There you go. <laughs> I didn't want to be all PG with my stuff, Dub. But the handle <laughs> is at Triple W Pod. So make sure you follow that on all social media, and then yes. Still do stuff for Sports Journey at Sports Journey. See, look, there you go. Hey, Korea, thanks for being on. You know, I appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. I'll have you on again. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about the other crap. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah. There's so I much. I think stuff. I know what that one is. Yeah, you already right. know. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Korea. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, again, you can tweet Karita at Karita C. Parks. On Twitter at at Karita C Parks. All right, a lot of big moves have gone down during the NBA offseason. Host of the Real Deal with Damian Adams and co-host of the Third and Three podcast, Damian Adams will jo- join us after the break and listen to the Urban Sports Safe for Ages. You dig, deuces, guys. Are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. 
The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all done online. Blue Chew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code URBAN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code URBAN, to receive your first month free. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with myself, Ole, the homie, Ray, the homie, excuse me, Ray Jeezy and Will T are out, and we are part of Empire Media at AmpireMedia.com. All right, man, we got somebody new. I'm doing new, new stuff, bro. Right now, we have host of the Real Deal with Damian Adams and co-host of the Third and Three podcast, Damian Adams on the line. What's good, my man, and welcome to the Urban Sports Scene. What's happening, man? Glad to be a guest on, man. Just here to have a good sports conversation with some good sports minds. Oh, man. It's a, it's a, I'm a pre, I appreciate having you on, man. I've seen you on Twitter, you know, talking, you know, basketball. And, you know, we're all on that same basketball forum. So I, I wanted to always get you on. So I'm glad to actually get this opportunity to have you on. I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, before we get started, you know, you know talking about the NBA offseason, uh, could you tell our listeners about your podcast? Plural, because you have, you have two podcasts. Yes, so thank you. The Real Deal with Damian Adams, that's my personal show that I do solo and with guests from time to time. On that show, I talk the NFL, NBA, and boxing. So it's just me giving my thoughts in my own unique way Mm -hmm. on those three sports. Uh, So when you turn into that show, it's available on all podcast platforms. You're going to get a very unique perspective on those three sports. I'm going to have a lot of fun with it. So you're going to get some funny. You're going to get some knowledgeable stuff. But also, we're not scared to talk about serious topics. So it's nothing that we're going to be scared to talk about on that show. But we're also going to keep it light at the same time. Uh, with the third with the third and three podcast, it's a football-based podcast. So it's mostly NFL talk, but we can branch out and talk about everything. Uh-huh. I do that along with Jason Fearman and Nikki Jess, two very knowledgeable sports minds who also have a just a natural talent for podcasting. So we play off each other very well. So please subscribe to The Real Deal with Damian Adams and the 3rd and 3 podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Dope, dope. And also, um, Wes, it's wild because I know I see you talk about boxing. We're big in boxing over here too. Um, who's your best pound for, who's your favorite, who's your pound for pound best boxer in the game? Well, right now I got to go with Errol Spence Jr. Man, you my dude already. You my dude. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I want to say Earl because that's my guy. That's probably my favorite current boxer. I will say that. That's like my favorite one. But I, and so I was not, if I'm trying to be objective, because a lot of people call me some, like, I'm too biased when it comes to Earl. So for those who think I'm biased, um, I do like Usyk a lot. I do like Usyk a lot. I do. Um, I like, I think, you no, know, I ain't going to lie to you, though. I think he coming, but he ain't there yet. He will be there, though. I think Shakur Stevenson right, will be there. He will be there. Oh, I think he will be no, there. I definitely agree. He will be there um, very soon. Like, very soon. Soon. I mean, he gets a little... He puts on, some, you know, some weight. You know, he's going to get older. Because uh, the, the, the knowledge of the boxing game is already there. Like, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. Yeah. But... No, yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree with you on that. I think Shakur is special. Like, I think, I think special. by the end of his yeah. career, he's going to be mentioned with, like, Floyd Mayweather's, Janelle Whitaker's. You with me? You like with he's, me. Yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be there, bro. Yeah, you with me? You with me? But yeah, Earl, I, you know, I told, I told folks, I, it's wild, like the Earl thing, like 
I, when I saw him, when he fought Danny, I was like disappointed, yeah. right? I was I ain't gonna lie. When he fought Danny, I was disappointed. I was like, damn, man, shoot. Because I, I have a bunch of friends who are Bud dudes, right? So I'm like, damn, man, yeah, Bud gonna finish this dude if he's gonna fight like this. Like, because it's after the car accident. So I was like, if he, if this is what he's gonna be after the car accident, I was like, yeah, I can't be biased. I think, you know, Bud would, would get him. Like, he would get him. Um, still, I mean, it would be we get him. But after what I saw, when he, when he did Ugas, I was like, yeah, he back. He back. Like, he back, back. Like, he back, back. And I was yeah. like, yes, yeah, nah, I, I told you. He was special. Yeah, that way, for sure. I said, that dude. It's a problem. I, I I was impressed with what Bud did to Porter, but I'm like that dude. I I don't know if Bud can help, can hold up if he's taking no with those punches coming at him. Like it's different. It's different. That's different yeah. power. That's different power. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. Now Errol Spence is special, man. He power in both hands. Yes. Especially being a southpaw, yeah. a southpaw going to the body. Yes. Like I love his game and. I, hopefully they can get this fight set up, man. They take it forever with the negotiations. It shouldn't yeah, be man. this hard, man. Shouldn't be. Like, they, it should <laughs> like, be happening. Get this fight done, man. So can, we can watch this fight, man. Man, I'm about to get you for boxing next next time, right? Like next time. Now you got me hype, man. You got me hype. All right, so hey, let's get back to the topic at hand. All right, so there were a lot of notable moves in the NBA offseason. Which moves stand out to you, and why? So the one that stands out the most mm-hmm. for sure is the Timberwolves getting Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't stand out in a good way for me. I feel like this was a desperate move by a team that wasn't in a desperate situation. The Timberwolves are a team that was moving in the right direction. They won the play-in game, had a really good playoff series against Memphis. They definitely had a really good chance to win that series, and they showed their youth mm-hmm. and lack of experience in that series, giving away all those comebacks, even one game where it was two separate 25-point leads they gave up. Mm-hmm. So you definitely saw a lack of experience there, but that comes with the territory. Like yes. you have a young team, they're going to go through those ups and downs. And I felt like the front office panicked and was like, oh, we got to get better now. We got to strike while the oil's hot. And they gave up the farm to for Rudy Gobert. And Rudy is a very good player, yes. right? He's somebody who's definitely going to help them in a regular season. Great rim protector. But come playoff time, That's when the they're problem. playing against – Exactly. Come playoff time when they're playing against a Golden State or they're playing against a Dallas or even a Clippers, those teams have the versatility to go small. Yeah. And we've seen every year with Utah, whenever they go against a team that can go small, they have trouble because Rudy can't play out there. Yeah. And the thing is, most big men have trouble against small lineups, but the difference is between those big men and Rudy is that those big men can take advantage. Yes. Like when teams go small True. against Phoenix, for example, DeAndre Ayton, can go in the post and, and take advantage. Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Ayton's not the greatest offensive player, but if you're going to put somebody six 6'5 on him, he's going to go to work. Yeah. Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert can't do that. Yeah. Rudy Gobert can literally only score if he's getting a little drop-off pass for a dunk or an alley-oop. But he's not scoring any other way. So when it comes playoff time and you have Carney Towns out there, who's, all, who's not a good defender at all, and you have Rudy who can't space out the floor and guard out to the three-point line, what are you going to do then, right? Mm-hmm. So I really don't like this move at all. I think they panicked when they didn't need to. They could have let this develop slowly over time. Anthony Edwards, I think, is going to prove that he's their best player. Yeah, and then you yeah. go from there with Ant and Cat being your one-two, and you build around that. But now you're locked into this quote-unquote big three with Ant, Cat, and Rudy Gobert. And I really don't see how having Cat and Rudy Gobert on defense works. Offensively, it's going to work great because – when you have Cat at the four spread out, you have McDaniel yeah. spread out, I thought about Ant that. Edwards and mm-hmm. Gobert. Yeah, they're going to have a nice pick and roll combination. Mm-hmm. 
and the floor is going to be spread for them. But defensively come playoff time, that's when it's going to matter. Regular season, there are going to be articles 20 games in talking about how people are wrong about this trade because yeah. they're going to look great. But playoff time, I think this is when we're going to see, like, this was a panic move they didn't need to do. And then we look at that contract. My man's going to be making $38 million this year, yeah. 41 43 and then damn near 47 like that, man, like that's a lot of money for a dude who can't score. No, I, like, I, it's, yeah, no, it's I get a you. a lot of money. No, I get you. I, I just, I just hate on Patrick Beverly. So it's a whole different thing. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. Um, I just feel like he, he got what he deserved. Um, so <laughs> the Rudy thing is why I'm not the biggest Rudy Gobert Bear fan. So I, I do agree. Like I'm, I got certain parts I agree with. Like I do the playoff thing. I totally agree with you. I like, I, but I feel like there's a lot of teams that, that, are like that in in the postseason when it comes to certain bigs. So I agree with you about Rudy. I think the issue. I I think it's more of an issue with today's NBA. Um, when you when you have a big like that, you don't try to take advantage of it. Like there's some things you could do to get him That's easy true. buckets. They just don't try. Um, not to say that, but also you, to your points, Rudy has to get better in terms of being a skilled big. You know what I'm saying? Like drop step a little bit more. Like work on your footwork. You know what I mean? He still he still seems so clunky. Um, in the post, even if you're looking at traditional basketball, right? As a big, he's clunky yeah. in the post. Um, his drop steps are slow. Everything doesn't look; they don't, it don't look fluent, to be honest with you. Um, but I do think that you know, for certain, against certain teams, depending on the matchup, he can get some play some playoff success. But when you're like you're right, then when he's playing against Golden State, who's going to try to isolate him? Right? Let's be real; they're going to isolate him. They're mm-hmm. going to try to do they're going to try to run a, a a pick, get a mismatch, get Steph on probably a Steph on uh, Rudy Gobert. And then go ISO with that, right? And then that's a problem because he can't, he won't be able to move his feet with Steph. Or you know, what I'm saying you go Dallas, they're gonna do the same thing, right? Switch, yeah. Get go bear on on um, Luca, a problem. So you know, a lot of people, Chris, even Chris Paul, right? Even Chris Paul will do the same thing. So that will be a problem for Rudy. He's gonna have to kind of get get with it. I do think it helps Cat a lot. That's the thing why I like it because because Cat's just gonna shoot threes. It's just Cat's just gonna shoot threes now. He's not. Yeah. He's just gonna. He's just gonna shoot threes. Um, because he's just. Yeah. He's, he's, he's gonna do. Yeah, Cat's gonna be comfortable on offense. Yeah, he's gonna be comfortable. To do as far as being on four, but mm-hmm. also defensively, there's gonna be certain teams where the power forward is somebody who we traditionally think of as a small forward. Yes. So, for example, agreed. agreed. When they play against uh, Boston, for example, mm-hmm. they might have Jason Tatum at the four. That's a problem. You don't want Cat. Yes. You don't want Cat out there on Jason yes. Tatum. You're right. Like a Kevin so Durant. That, like Kevin that's Durant, gonna like be an issue. Even, even a KD. Yeah, you're right. No, there, there are gonna yeah. be some issues. Don't, don't get it twisted. Match. They're not gonna. They're not the perfect. They're not the perfectly assembled team. They're they're yeah. good against certain teams. They will be good against certain teams. But I'm with you. Like when you when they play against an a versatile a versatile offense. That has multiple, like you know, unposi- well, positionless positions. I guess um, they're gonna they're gonna struggle. Like they are, they're gonna struggle. And to your point, they're gonna struggle because Rudy isn't an offensive force, and he doesn't even have the mentality as a dog of an offensive. Like if, it'd be different if he had like offensive aggression. He doesn't even have that, right? Like he's just yeah. he's proud on his he's proud of his defense. But you know, he's long around the basket. There's certain things he can do to take advantage of his height. It's just that he doesn't, or the coaching staff doesn't. You know, there was actually another. There is a, a. I mean, I guess I'm because I'm from the DMV. I'm a, I'm a gonna talk about this one because he used to play for the Wizards. I like what I like the Clippers and John Wall. Like I like that. I like that mesh. It yeah. just it fits to me. It's a perfect fit to yeah. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think, no, I definitely. I'm not bad. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go, no, go, go, go. Dude, I'm showcasing you. No, man. Like, I'm showcasing you. 
<laughs> no, I agree with you. Like, I definitely uh, like that pickup for the Clippers. It's low risk, high reward. They're not spending that much money. And John Wall, as a third option yes. at this point in his career, I think is the perfect situation for him. So he's coming in. You have, you know, Kawhi's getting tired for a little bit. Paul George had one of those off nights. You know, Paul George is due for a night every once in a while. Yes. He's not hitting shots. Mm-hmm. That's when John Wall steps in. He can run your offense, and now you have Reggie Jackson come off the bench. So I was going to ask he's, you that. So Reggie's off the bench now, yeah. right? That's official. Reggie, Reggie's off the bench. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, All I right. think Reggie's going to be coming off the bench. But Reggie Jackson could be one of the best six men in the league. Yes. So when now you have him coming off the bench, you increase your depth. You have you already have a bunch of wings. The Clippers mm-hmm. always have a bunch of wings. So you have those wings. Now you have point guard depth along with bringing back Kawhi Leonard, you know, who's going to be a top five to seven guy in the league, depending on you know your personal rankings. Mm-hmm. So I really love this move for the Clippers, and I think it puts them right there in the upper echelon of the Western Conference. I do, too. I think this makes them really tough, man. I just think that John Wall – I mean, even with the little bit of John, what I saw in John Wall with the Rockets, I was impressed about with, like, he, you know, his athleticism is still – not the same, but still roughly there. Um, and yeah. – in terms of his jump shot, I liked the jumper more with the Rockets than I did with the Wizards. I thought he did some things to kind of, you know, become a better shooter. Like, you could tell he put work in it. Like, you could tell he put work while he was off to become a – or to work on the shooting. So, I liked some of the things he did, you know, in terms of his little break from playing basketball um, before he got to the Rockets. And then, you know, and then when he showcased it, I was like, okay, I see improvement. Um, so, I think that that's a great fit. There's another team that I thought had the excellent fit. Like, I actually, this is the best fit of them all. Brogdon going to the Boston Celtics. I thought that was the perfect acquisition. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Love the move. The one thing that they were missing was a true point guard, yeah. somebody who would make good decisions yeah. in clutch time. And when you look at just his stats, you know, he has a two-to-one assist to turnover ratio. That just proves his good decision-making mm-hmm. over the course of time. He's someone who can get you 20 points a game. Again, like I mentioned with John Wall being that third option, it's the same thing with Brogdon. Yes. Brogdon's the third option behind Tatum and Brown. And like we said with Paul George, sometimes Tatum or Brown can have those off nights. Brogdon can get you home on those nights. And he's somebody who he's a good defender. Yes. Right. So now when you have yes. Brogdon and Smart together in that backcourt, you have one of the best defensive backcourts in the league to go along with what he does offensively. And he's very efficient. I think that's one part that's very underrated about him. He's a former 50, 40, 90 guy. Yes. And like so when you have somebody who's that efficient at the point guard position who's gonna make good decisions, it takes so much pressure off of Brown and Tatum when it comes to playmaking. And now you don't have to worry about Brown dribbling into different crowds and they play against teams who are gonna make them do that and creating turnovers. Marcus Smart having those plays where he gets stuck in the air, yes. throws it, turns it over. Like you have somebody who's gonna take their time, slow it down. He's gonna notice when, hey, all right, we cool, slow it down. We good. Let's get a good yeah. shot right here. Let's do this. I love this acquisition. The only thing that I'm scared of is his health. Yeah, right? I know. He's somebody who hasn't been able to play a lot of games over the years. So if he can stay healthy and is there during playoff time, this move puts them right back at the top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Like, I believe the Bucks are better with the healthy Chris Middleton, yeah. but this move definitely makes it interesting for sure. All right, so my question to that is, I agree with you, but my issue is like, and I like Marcus Smart, but can you really – this is the thing, I like Marcus Smart, so it hurts my feelings to say this. But, like – you already have – it's the same thing with Gordon Hayward. Like, they were forcing so many, like, the same positions on the court. I guess you move Marcus Smart to a two. Like, he would play the that's two That's what role. I would do. Yeah, that's like what I would do. I feel like you need a real two, though. Like, I feel like you need a real t- – like, I guess that's my thing. It's like, I know Jalen Brown is, like, is a swing player, so he's quasi. Like, he's a three. He's a three on this team, right? He's a three. And, yeah. Well, is he? Like, who's the four? 
they're on their their natural starting lineup. Jay, is, is Tatum playing the four? That's what I would have. I would have. Oh, she would go Brogdon, Smart. Smart. Okay. Brown, Tatum, and, and then and, and either Williams. Horford or, or oh Williams Horford. Or so they Horford Williams. That's right, Horford and Williams. See, this is my thing. I don't think you should start. You don't need to start. They, I don't think you need to start smart. This is my thing. I don't think you need to start okay. smart. It's not a knock on it. I don't think you need to because Horford is a, is valuable for you in terms of what you're doing. Um, in terms of his his role on the team, he's very valuable. Um, I think Williams brings that. Like what I talked about, like Williams in terms of the athletic build that be, uh, that athletic big who can d up and he can kind of move his feet and he can. He's a great rim protector and he's a, a pick and dive. He's an athletic freak in pick a dive. He's an athletic freak. Yes. And um, yeah. you got Brogdon. I just I know his egos. I know Marcus Smart has to play. I know. I, I'm I'm just saying. Like I felt like they're better off with Brogdon Brown at the two, Tatum at the three, Horford at the four, and Rob, and Robert Williams at the five. And you can yeah. you can spell Brogdon with Smart because I just feel like to your point, a lot of these dudes do dumps. Like a lot of these individuals, they they're all like their best players, including Smart. He's one of their best players. No knock on him, but they're loose with the basketball. Like they're too foolish yeah. and loose with the basketball. Brogdon, who isn't coming out of Virginia, he was a two, right? And I coming out of Virginia, but he isn't like a real like a Jason Kidd, Chris Paul type of point guard. But to your point, he's safe with the basketball. Like he's not going to be stupid. He's he is an intelligent basketball player, like a very intelligent yeah. basketball player who plays defense, who can knock down the open three. He has a he has a, a nice J. Like he got a good mid range J. Three ball. If he's wide open, it's pretty much automatic. Um, so there's things he brings to the table, and he plays defense that I felt like as a starter. And you get like and you got better perimeter shooters now in your on that lineup. Cause you take away Horford, you're losing one good shooter. I know that much. Cause Horford better shooting than Smart. I'm sorry, he just is. <laughs> as a, yeah, as nah, a he's more he's more consistent. He's more consistent. Yeah, he's more consistent. So yeah, it's Smart just, is streaky. Like Smart had the games where he doesn't miss anything. Yeah. Then the next game he can't hit the ocean. Yeah. So, so like you'll have you'll have that with him. But I'm with you. Though. I think they will. I mean, I, I'm. I think they will start. Um. They will start Smart at two. I think they'll. I mean, cause he is a leader. I'm not. I don't. Me saying this is. I'm not being negative on Smart because I like Smart. It's just that yeah. when you get a Brogdon, it's like it's almost the same thing when they brought in Gordon Hayward, and it was like, oh, we got to play everybody because we got Gordon. We pay all this money to play Gordon. We have to play him. We have to start him. But really, you didn't need Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Because then you had Smart his rap, his his position. Because then you played a lineup that didn't fit. Like my thing yeah. is like, will it really fit? I mean, you you'll be good defensively. I'm not knocking it. You will be good defensively. Um, but then you're going now you're benching somebody who is valuable to your team. Like you're gonna bench, you're gonna yeah. bench, you're gonna bench Robert Williams probably if you go to route that route. Um, that's important. Or you're gonna bench or you're gonna bench uh, Horford, who is valuable because he spaces the court because he can. He's a four who can who can shoot shoot threes and he's a great position def, uh, the position he's a, be, a good position defender for that team. Yeah. So it's tough. No, I, I definitely hear you on those concerns for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good problem to have. It is right. Mm-hmm. It's like they they have the depth now and maybe you do start Williams and Horford. It's just it'll be real tough to bench the defense player of the year. I know, as I'm saying, that's that's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. It's like it's too hard. Like I get it. Like I get it. Like I get why they wouldn't. But it's just like, what do you? When does it come from doing the best? I know we're going a little bit over, but I can talk basketball for days. And when it comes to like, like, like doing what's best for the team, or what's best for like for the person and the ego. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's this is the dichotomy yeah. that they're gonna have an issue with with that pickup because everybody knew knew. And even Smart had something smart to say, you know, on Twitter before this, before the acquisition about y'all saying I need y'all need a real point guard, but 
When they have real point guards, they ain't get to the NBA Finals. Facts. Nobody lying to me, bro. Yeah. That's facts. Um, but at the same time, like, they did, they do need somebody who's steady with that basketball. I think mean, everybody saw it, you know, in that series against the Golden yeah. State Warriors. So, but, like, if you have a Brogdon, then – to me, you put you put you, you got Jalen Brown already. That's your that's your two. And he plays defense. Tatum plays defense. You got three dudes who play defense. Al Horford plays defense. Robert Williams plays defense. They're not at the level of I mean, are they the, at the level of Marcus Smart? No, but they're all really good defenders, and they can yeah. and they're better offensively speaking. What's other than like Robert Williams? But he's the five. That's different. You need him there. Um, yeah, you know it's just easy bucks for him. To yeah, exactly. It's different. It's different. But the other individuals, like, they're all pretty much better offensively speaking or more um, consistent than Marcus Smart as an offensive player. But he's defensive player of the year. So you feel like you got to reward that. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. Yeah. It's hard, man. It really is. No, for sure. No, I definitely, like I said, I hear your concerns. Mm-hmm. And I can see maybe they do start Williams and Hofer together, but then they'll go to, like, a small lineup at certain situations. Yeah. They'll be there. Their version of the deaf lineup would be definitely. the one that I mentioned earlier. Definitely. Yeah. No, I can see that. I can see him. So I definitely can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see them having it. So before I let you go, real quick, I mean, it's been reported that KD and, and Kyrie Irving are done with the Brooklyn Nets. Your thoughts um, about KD and Kyrie, the K- KD and Kyrie saga, and where do you think they're going to end up? Man, uh, I think that this last few years of the Nets is the biggest failure in NBA history. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you really sit down and think about it, yeah. think think yeah. about the team they had before they acquired James Harden. Man. Like, when Kevin Durant first came back from the Achilles injury, you had Kyrie, you had Jared Allen, who's an all-star now. Yeah. You had Joe Harris. Like, they had a roster that was a championship roster, right? Mm-hmm. And then they got greedy and went after James Harden, had to just gut the roster, get rid of an all-star, future all-star in Jared Allen, keep DeAndre Jordan because that's what Kevin Durant and Kyrie wanted, mm-hmm. overpaying, you know, dude that's washed up now. Mm-hmm. You keep him. And then eventually it turns into Kyrie's drama. James Harden wants to go. You trade James Harden for a, sit on the, a seat on the bench. That's Ben Simmons. And you get Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. You lose in the first round, getting swept. The only team to get something in the playoffs. Mm. And – when you think about this, it really shows you that management should manage and players should play. Yes. Now, can the players have an input in what goes on? Yeah, of course. If you have a player like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant or a Steph Curry, yeah, you could ask their opinion on things. But at the end of the day, the GM gets paid to GM. Mm-hmm. Let, let the GM do his job. And this situation just reeks of the players having too much power over the organization. No, because I, yeah, there's no way yeah, there's no way that the GM who is supposed to be watching all this basketball is like, yeah, we're going to bring in DeAndre Jordan for 10 million a year. No way. That's because Kevin Durant and Kyrie was like, hey, you got to bring our boy in for us to sign. And which, OK, cool, we'll bring him in. Mm-hmm. But he's going to get some minutes, you know, off the bench. You're going to play, you know, five to ten a game, be a leader, you know, of locker room guy, but he's not going to be somebody who we try to depend on, yeah. when, especially when we have this young guy, Jared Allen, who we everybody saw was good. Yeah, they did. Everybody saw Jared Allen was a good player, so we're like, okay, we'll keep this dude, but to do to gut your team like that and then not only have James Harden, Kyrie, and KD play together for 16 games is absolutely crazy, man. So the Nets as an organization definitely have themselves to blame for giving the players too much power, mm-hmm. and then KD 
has himself to blame for not being his own man, mm. right? Because people like myself are very critical of him for joining Golden State. I thought it was a punk move for him to go from OKC to Golden State and get that and get those easy rings. I thought they were easy rings. He definitely put in work. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but joining the seventy-three and nine team, it come off as a as an easy easy ring for him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he heard that noise. Yeah. And you could tell he heard that noise because he left there to go to Brooklyn to have his own team yeah. or at least have a team that is co-owned by him and Kyrie. Yeah. And then it gets tough, and now you want to trade. So it looks like when the going gets tough, KD gets going. And that's just not a good look for an all-time great. I'll say this much. So, I'll yeah. say this much. I'll say this much because I'm like, I mean, because Katie's local, so I, I, I kind of like when I get, yeah. I, I talk about him at certain, certain, certain. I kind of, I know, I know his thought process and and why he left um, to go to. And I didn't like the move, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm prefacing by saying that I did not like the move at all. But yeah. he's a dude that just wants to hoop, and he just wants to hoop. Like he wants to hoop, and he wants to hoop and have fun. And the individuals that he was hooping with, and the sit where he was hooping at, just wasn't fun. Um, but I do agree with you though. Like you didn't have to go to that squad. Like you didn't have to go to that squad. Yeah. Um, but I know his mindset. It the, the it is what it is in terms of the pattern, though, bro. Like yeah, he wants to leave. He wants to leave. He wants to leave Brooklyn. Like it is what it is. There is a pattern. Um, so yeah. he doesn't want. And and to your point is like like I always feel like I use the term like you chose violence. You know, you chose this. Like you chose this <laughs> situation. Like that's on you. Like you chose you chose to play with Kyrie. Like you chose this. Like you would. Like, yeah. Brooklyn did what you wanted. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that team had a plethora, and I know you remember this, like, had a plethora of good young dudes before you got there. They played hard yeah. and competed. Levert, uh, Dimwitty. Like, they had Jared Allen. You've been Jared Allen. They had dudes where they already they made the postseason off of just grit all by themselves. So, yeah. without a Kevin Durant, without a Kyrie Irving. So, like, yo, you chose this. Like, you chose this. Understand this. Like, you chose this situation. You chose violence. So you gotta like you gotta deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Now you chose the coach. Also, you chose the coach. Yep. Everybody complains about Steve Nash, but y'all y'all wanted Steve Nash because y'all felt like it was oh buddy buddy system. So yeah, I mean I, I'm interested to know where he going to do. I was where I was I was interested when he once Kyrie like opted opted in. And he was like I'm he's going to ask for a trade. I, I didn't get it. Like I didn't understand because again like the Brooklyn situation was. Was you? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But to your point, though, I know what you're saying. Though I do, I get the criticism. I mean, everybody, if you're a baller, everybody, you know, it's warranted. You know, so I can't like yeah. go against it. Like it is what it is. It's like at least I always use the description when people talk about LeBron. I was like, at least like LeBron, Miami wasn't good. LeBron got there. He added Chris Bosh. You know what I'm saying? Like Chris Bosh, and I mean Dwayne Wade was already there. But it wasn't as if like he went to a champion already. You know what I'm saying? So it was yeah. like. Miami wasn't a thing yet. You got the better players, but they weren't a thing yet. You just added yeah, one no. player in Golden State. Exactly. And I always tell people that when they try to compare the two situations. Yeah. LeBron couldn't get past Boston. He didn't join Boston. Yes. Fact. Like that's the <laughs> that's the big difference. Yeah. Like when if KD would have joined that because I was rooting for. I remember me and my wife we went to Vegas uh-huh. and I was just waiting for the news to drop. We were driving back. And I was like, I want him to join the Clippers because I would love to see him with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin at that time. Yeah. And I would love to see that at that time. Sorry, I had a call came in. But I would have loved to see him join Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and go at Golden State. Yeah. Right. 
And if that would have, imagine how lit the league would have been with the Clippers being good, Golden State, you had Cleveland, but instead he joined Golden State. And that first year, I think people forget how whack the playoffs was that first year he was there. Who, like uh, there was, the there was State? no need for the first three. Go ahead. You said what Golden State? You went when uh, when uh, Durant went to Golden State. Yeah, that yeah, first year. Yeah, terrible, man. It was, it wasn't even yeah, that, that it was it was horrible. Like they ran, they I, I shouldn't even say ran through. That's too much effort. They took a leisurely walk. Yeah. Through the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> got to the finals, and the only reason they lost one game in the finals is because Cleveland went crazy and broke the record for three pointers yeah. made in the finals. Yeah. Game. Like it was, it made it so like as a basketball head, yeah. like I didn't enjoy it. No, not not at all. Uh, it, I didn't yeah, it, it was like, come on, man. It's and a come so on, man. he, I, again, he heard that. He, no. Like I said, he heard that noise yeah, cool. from people like ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then after that, he heard that noise. He was like, all right, I gotta go do it myself. Mm -hmm. But once it got tough, now he wants out. Yeah, I, I would love him. I, I think there are places that he could go, he should go, that can help, that can change the narrative for him. I mean, you know, for himself, because he's still he's super talented. He can win. And a, and a bunch of places, I feel like, to be honest with you, a bunch of places he could win. Um, just got to be the right, cultivate the right situation in terms of like coaching and you know players who fit his skill set, which is an easy skill set to fit. I'm gonna be real with you, it's an easy skill set yeah. to fit. Um, so there are places he can go. Um, I know this, it's rumored like the Suns um, are out there um, yeah. because of his relationship with Monty Williams. Um, I would. That's a good. That's a that's a decent one. But again, I mean, well, that's a good one because they can't get over the hump. So I guess that would kind of change the narrative. I mean, I know somebody was like, "Go back, my brother." I think my, my brother was like, "Go back to OKC." I was like, "It ain't happening, bro." But <laughs> yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, OKC okay, about five years. Away. I actually yeah, thought it'd be right, dope, though. I actually thought if the Lakers could pull the trade off and get Kyrie, I think the story would be dope if he could get Russell Ring and then his the narrative changed. Like y'all couldn't do it, but I did it. I think the narrative mm. would be kind of dope. Like you got a reunion, it didn't end out the right, it didn't end the right way. But I got Russ. We've and with us two, we've been successful. Like we've gotten to the NBA Finals, we've gotten to the Western Conference Finals together. Russ has had his his, his main success has been with me, has been with me, nobody else. If I can get him yeah. to the final, if I can get a championship with Russ, I think people would forget like the whole narrative. But he wants to leave Brooklyn, no, so, so he wants to leave Brooklyn, so it defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Like, I wonder if there's any because you look at Brooklyn's roster right now yeah. with Kyrie, KD, Ben Simmons, and the dishes they've made. That could be a really good team. So I wonder if there's any way they like it. they're trying to yeah they're trying to keep it together on the back end. Like, hey, let's try for one more year. You know, I think it's a Kyrie perfect. I think it's a option. perfect team compared to for all their skill sets because yeah. depending on like it's it's perfect because then you. One, you have Ben, who's a great decision maker. Like he's a point guard for he's a sixteen point guard. Yeah. Um. So, like he can dictate who gets the ball and who you know who gets shots at that particular point in time. It just depends on like it really would have to. I mean, let's be real. Like it all has to. It, it's all predicated on how you know the level Steve Nash is a coach. To be real with you, like it should have worked. Your, yeah. It should have worked enough a couple years ago, like this year and last year. I mean, Kevin Durant, Daniel beat the the Bucks by himself. In that playoff series, yeah. Um, so it should definitely work enough with just who you have now. Um, but yeah, if you got Ben Simmons, it makes it easier. I think Ben. I think Ben Simmons is is one of the more unappreciated players. Of what he what he brings to the table. I mean, he's just not good for what yeah. Philadelphia wanted to do. But if you look at if you if you look at what he brings as a basketball player, and how if you have dynamic scores, yo, he's uber valuable, man. Like. 
easily can help that team win. But I just think that, you know, when, well, Kevin Durant's a funny dude. If he want to go, he want to go. And Kyrie, we all know Kyrie yeah. funny as hell, too. So he want to go, he want to go. <laughs> so them, they weird, yeah. weird dudes. They just two weird dudes. Um, but but I do, I'm do. i with you. I think Ben could definitely make it, make it work. I don't know what they can do. I feel like when a player wants to leave and they say it, there ain't really nothing you can really do about it. Um, you can you can try to smooth it over, but you know what I mean. Like once they put it out there, it's pretty much there ain't nothing you can do about it. And I, you know, there's a report that Steve Nash and yeah. Kyrie haven't aren't getting along. It's just wild stuff. Yeah, and with your point too, like once a player says they're out, they're out. I wonder if that's something that NBA teams need to push back on. Like, yo, you on the contract, yeah, you're getting to. paid crazy amount of money. Yo, come to work. Yeah. They need to come they to work they, and you. put this work in. They need to. They do. They need yeah. to. Um, they need to be something to put a collective bargaining agreement where it's not like players have a way to kind of do things. I feel like in the NBA, you should do it. Like in football, I, I think a little contract, contracts aren't guaranteed, so I dig that. Um, yeah. But in for basketball, your contracts, you, you get all your money. They got to damn near buy you out. You got all your money. Like, no, nah, you like. I get player empowerment. It's great. But when you're under contract in the NBA, it's different from football. Like, you get – this is guaranteed money. <laughs> like, you yeah. get guaranteed money. This is, like, at least one, you play, you play your butt off. Like, this, the crap that James Hart was pulling off in Houston was ridiculous. Like, you can't yeah. have that type of stuff. I'm with you. Like, there's got to be a way where play this contract out. Instead of, like, I'm demanding a trade and you're letting it fly. And then players yeah. act a certain way, like – like uh, Jimmy Butler wanted out of Minnesota. He was acting a certain way. Like, dude, yeah. you got to find a way to, like, nip that to a point where, to your point, yeah, like, even if you went out, like, uh, all right, play yourself out. Like, give me, like, dude, you may be able to win it, win us a championship. Do what Kawhi did. Like, Kawhi, folks know Kawhi didn't want to stay in no Toronto for real. But Kawhi played that yeah. thing out and won a championship and then thought about it because, you know, the experience was so cool. But he still wanted to go home. And at the end of the day, you knew he wanted to go home. So, yeah, but he played it, but he was a stand up dude, though. Like he played it. Exactly. Like you can be a stand up guy and still get to the right situation. I understand that, you know, money doesn't make everything, but I feel like there shouldn't be so many unhappy people getting paid this much to play basketball. Yes. Like I, like I, I feel like that's that's a problem. Like, what's what's really going on where these people are this unhappy? I, now I get there's bad organizations. Like if you're somebody who's stuck with a bad team for mm. seven years. I get that. Like I'm a Pelicans fan. When Anthony Davis asked for a trade from us, I got it at the time. We were, we weren't a good organization. Yeah. I was like, all right, I get, I get it. And he gave us seven years mm-hmm. of high quality basketball, even though, you know, he had his injuries and whatnot. He was, you know, he gave us seven years. So I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. But when you're James Harden and you asked for a trade from Houston, but you, he gave Houston a good while and gave him high quality basketball. But then to come in out of shape, yeah. To dog it on the court and then to do it a second year in a row. Like he didn't even wait a full 12 months to do it a second year in a row in Brooklyn. Oh my gosh. Terrible. And had like, <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's unacceptable. And I like, like I feel James like Harden too. Something that, going on. It was terrible. Yeah. I liked James Harden. I thought that was trash. I liked, and I thought it was trash. I thought that whole thing was ridiculous. I wouldn't reward that dude. Like I, like y'all did him a favor. Like, don't do that. Don't ever give the player when they act that way. When they're not professional. You don't you don't do that. Like don't do them don't do them that type of service. Like I don't care if you're getting picks or whatever. Like it ain't worth it. Like don't do that. Like they need to pay. Like you know what I'm saying? They need to pay. Um 
Because yeah. of difference from, from what AD AD wanted to play in New Orleans. Like he wanted to play, even though he wanted out, he was still trying to play. Like that's different. Like yeah. they just said, we're going to sit you. We're not going to even try to whatever. But he wanted to play. It wasn't like he didn't want to play. Like AD wanted to play. Like he just, just didn't want to be there no more. Um, yeah. But Harden was just trying, basically, like, basically he was a baby. He acted like a little baby. Like, all right, I don't want, yeah. you ain't going to let me go. Okay, I'm going to act this way. All right. And, and and what you're doing is you're rewarding people like that. And when you start rewarding it, you now you're starting to set set a trend, and that's not a. It's just it was just it's just terrible. So do you have a do you, yeah. so real quick before I show? Do you have a particular place that you think you think Kyrie's going to L.A.? Do you think Kevin Durant's going to like Phoenix? Do you have or do you think they're going to stay put? Man, I think it's going to take a while. Okay, I do think it's going to take a while. I think the Rudy Gobert trade is going to throw things off. Gotcha. Because Minnesota gave up so much Rudy Gobert. If you're the Nets now, you're like, hey man, I need a jet. I need this you firstborn. So this is so true. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to need everything from you so to true. give up Kevin Durant. So I think it's going to take a while for the trade to happen. Now, with Kyrie, I think he does end up in L.A. because that's the only place he wants to go. It's been widely reported yeah. that that's where he wants to go. So no other team is going to want to rent him for a year yeah. and deal with Kyrie playing in a place that he doesn't want to be. Because yeah. next thing you know, he's going to have all the excuses in the world not to play. He's going to oh, need God. personal days. He's gonna, all, this stuff, <laughs> all this stuff is going to happen. So... I think that the Lakers do get him. Uh-huh. I so if I don't know if the Nets want Russell Westbrook. I don't know how they make the deal happen if it's not him, because then there'll have to be a collection of players and that's salary. Oh, it has to be Russ. Uh, it has to be Russ. Yeah. They can't do anything, but the Lakers don't have any collateral. The only thing they have is Russ's yeah. contract because it, it's done after after this year. So it's gonna be an empty contract. Um after this year. Yeah, exactly. That's the only we're gonna throw like I know they're gonna throw Horford Tucker, but he sucks. So Hor Horton Tucker, but he sucks for real. So it's like they're yeah. just throwing in players to throw players in. But you're right though. I feel like like they don't, the only the only player it's gonna be is Russ. Um it's a shame. But I'm with you though. Like I'm I'm about fairness. Like you're right about Rudy Gobert. Like he messed up the market. You're so right about that. And I've, I had this discussion. You don't trade Kevin Durant. Like, you know, Kyrie, I mean he didn't win anything, but he's so talented, don't get wrong, but he hasn't won anything yet. But one championship, yeah. but that's because everybody says that he can't do it by himself. He's basically like a number two, right? With all that offensive yeah. skill, right? At this point in time, he's a number two. Soak's gifted offensively, but he's a number two. Um, but Kevin Durant is interesting to me. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like this thing. Like if you trade for Kevin Durant, you just can't. I don't like that you can just get players like hopeful players for players like Kevin Durant. That crap ain't fair to me. Like for real. Like I've heard some of the stuff that the players that I like a lot of players that the Suns have. I do. I like Bridges. I like Aiton. I like. I actually do like Aiton. I like Aiton. I like. Um, Cam Sims. I mean, Cam Johnson, excuse me. Yeah. But they ain't Kevin Durant. Like, they're not even close. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, that's not good enough. Like, I need a, I need a dog for a dog. It's like, for me, I'm going to be real with you. If the Lakers wanted to say, hey, AD, for, I'm, yes, that's fair enough. Like, I want, it's got to be that level of stardom to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's Kevin Durant for uh, a Brown or even a Tatum, but I mean, they're still, like, the Tatum's so young, don't say no. But you know what I mean? Like, that level of talent, it can't be like, oh, they young and they got like a hero. No, I don't care for Tyler Hero. Like he's good, but I don't care. Like Bam, Bam is good. He's talented, but he's not close to Kevin Durant. Like, what's the best Bam's gonna ever be? Like for real, what's the best he's gonna be? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be an all star. Best, best, right? Like best all star, yeah. right? Best. But the like Kevin Durant, even at thirty plus, it's still the best of Kevin Durant. Is still twenty eight easy. Like thirty yeah. easy. Right, like a player that when 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 you 
like that puts fear in your heart when he has the ball last because there's nothing that you can do to stop him because he's a seven foot dude, seven footer with a J, a quick first step, pat, everything you want as an offensive player. It don't matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's I want to play it. Like so when you trade Kevin Durant, if Brooklyn trades him, please do it fairly. Like, please don't be stupid. Like, trade him and get something that's real in return. Like that is real. No, I definitely agree with that. And it's it's gonna be tough because the Suns, they just signed Evan Booker to an extension, so yes. they can't trade him. Yep, can't. Uh, but I would get so, him. That's who I would see. That's my thing. Like, yeah. I heard the Suns, and when I heard the Suns, it was like, yo, it, it, it should be it should be Devin Booker. Like, to be real with you, it should be, in all thought process, it should be Devin Booker, but it won't be Devin Booker. Yeah, yeah that's his. And the thing is, I live out here in Phoenix. They love Devin Booker out here. They should. Like, Devin Booker <laughs> is the Suns. Yeah. So I, I didn't see them giving up Devin Booker. And they was going to be willing to give up everything else. Like, Aiton has been a whole situation, yeah. how they haven't paid this man yet. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to trade Aiton for sure. Mm-hmm. Probably Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. Uh, and probably, you know, a bunch of picks. Yeah. But like you said, if the Nets want to be competitive, they should try to get a star back. It's just who's willing to give up a star. And I hope the Lakers thing doesn't happen. Oh, Anthony Davis, Aaron Russell Westbrook for Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm a Laker fan, so I hope that does happen. <laughs> bro, I'll be so mad if LeBron and KD and Kyrie on the same team. Oh, man, I'll be so, so upset if that happens. I just want competitive balance. Like right now, the league is so balanced competitively. It is balanced, man. And I love it. I, like this has been so exciting, like going into an NBA playoffs and not knowing exactly who's going to win. Like there's been past years where we knew like, okay, if these teams stay healthy, they're going to meet each other. This year, we had no clue. We yeah. had no clue who was going to make the finals this year. I will say this, though, you know, as a Laker fan, to be real with you, um, um, if it happened, it'd be great. It'd be the greatest thing in the world. I ain't gonna lie. Would it be a guarantee? <laughs> I want, I want, I'm not gonna even like. I'm not gonna be here and, and, and feed you BS. I'm be real. I'm the happiest person ever. Um, but I, I, I've said this before. It would take the league is the league is intelligent. This is what I mean by that is like year one. Yes, they could probably run through it. Maybe year two. Maybe, well, LeBron's older, so year one they could probably win a championship, and it would probably be yeah. Year one would be alright. Year two would be a problem. Like, the year two would be a, more of a challenge for the Lakers because everybody gets smarter and they get used to certain things. Just like even Miami with the big three, it took them about two years for people to, to kind of kind yeah. of get used to it. Um, even with Golden State, it took them – because Kevin Durant, was it was so hard, right? It was. It was so hard. But it took them at least that, you know, that third year – where it was like, all right, it got a little tougher. It's starting to get a little tougher. Yeah, so, Houston gave my yeah, up you know what I mean. Like it gets tougher. Like it gets tougher. Like because they because they, you get used to it. if you hooping to get somebody for a long time, even if, even though they they stack, you're getting used to certain things. So you kind of like get used to the to the okay, this is what they are. This is what it is. Like this is the team. You know what I'm saying? You're kind of getting over the the damn. You got Steph. Damn, you got Clay. Damn, you got Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Like you're over that now. Now it's like, oh, we you got him already. We already know that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, if they did, it'd be probably a year thing. But Lakers ain't getting no Kevin Durant, Kyrie. I ain't worried about that. I know it's not gonna happen. The league won't let that happen. That's too much. You can't. You're not having. You're not having Kevin Durant and LeBron on the same team. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. I know. I'm. I'm, I'm too yeah. smart. And I'm too smart of a basketball fan to know it's not gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not going to put that in. It. Like I'm not. I'm, you think Adam Silver uh bust a Davis turn and have some basketball reasons out there? No, nah, he no nah, he let it happen because it's money. It's L.A. But still, yeah, it's L.A. It's the, the Lakers. <laughs> it's not the Clippers. <laughs> it's the if it was the Clippers, it'd be a whole different thing. 
but it's the Lakers, so it'd be like, ah, yeah. we may let this slide. Uh, but you know what? Before I let you go, man, this has been dope. I've been talking to you for, for a while because I, I can talk basketball for ages. Um, can you tell listeners about your, you know, your, your pod or your next pod you got going on and also how they can catch you on social media? Yeah, man, I, I definitely enjoyed this conversation a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, when you talk, you want to talk boxing, bro? Just let me know. Oh, I'm definitely you're, here. You're, you're my boxing list already. I, just, I wrote you down. You good? You there? You already? You on the next boxing <laughs> joint? And we we have boxing roundtable discussion, so I'm going to invite you on to our our roundtable discussion. Okay, yeah. definitely, I'm down. All right, cool. Uh, so you can find me on social media at the Real Deal WDA. That's the Real Deal W as in whiskey, D as in Delta, A as in Alpha. That's on all social media platforms. So I'm always doing like little reaction videos. Two boxing matches, two basketball moves, football stuff. I'm a big Saints fan, so football season, you're going to see me doing my reaction video to Saints <laughs> games. Uh, and like you'll, you'll definitely get a good laugh out of those because uh, I'm really animated when it comes to my Saints. Uh, and <laughs> for my podcast, it's called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. Again, that's where I talk NFL, NBA, and boxing. You'll get... You know, just the best of me in my mind. I have music breaks. Like, it's a, it's a good little show that I put together. Awesome, and I just did a, a new one today. So if you want to go ahead and check it out, go subscribe now. And you'll catch that one where I talk about the Deshaun Watson situation along with the NBA stuff that's going on. And the 3rd and 3 podcast is available on all podcast platforms as well. Okay. But if you want to participate in that show, we do do it live on Facebook every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So if you want to come in and chat and join the conversation you definitely can anytime somebody comes in we always share their comments okay. you could definitely have fun with us and join the conversation and just you know chill out with us man and pod, podcast and chill that's what i do man podcast and chill that's a third that's a, so it's, <laughs> it's a third and, it's a third and three pod, uh facebook page yes all right so yeah I got, i'm gonna make sure i i uh, like it i'll make sure I, I jump on that all right so, all right subscribe Appreciate to the podcast already so we're it's already happened um so man, I appreciate you being on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, gonna, we're gonna have you on my list for my boxing roundtable discussion. We're gonna probably it's probably gonna be centered around when Spence and um, when Spence and um, Crawford get together. That's probably what's gonna be the more central point. Cause that's I'm I'm, I'm, right, wait, yeah. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for that. For sure, man. Hey, they gotta go ahead. They listening, man. Go ahead, and sign the contract. Sign bro. it. I thought it was gonna happen like a month ago when I got the alert. Yeah. Oh yes, I got the alert. Like oh, they they closest approaching the deal. I was like, what? Huh? And then all of a sudden, it's been like like crickets. I haven't heard anything. That's another thing. Before I get off, yeah, don't ahead. let us know when it's close. Don't yeah, let us know don't, when it's close. I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I need to stop doing that, man, for real. Yeah. Because every time, like, they need to stop doing it. Because I get hype when I hear close. Yeah. You know, I get real hype. But when it comes to those two, it's always some bull crap. Because other folks, when it's close, it's, it's done. Like, when they said that, yeah. you know, uh, Anthony, Joshua, Anthony Joshua and Crawford and, um, I think Andy Johnson, uh, not before that, even way before. I think they said Deontay was, or is it Deontay? Or Fury? Oh, yeah. Fury was, it was a Fury. It's Fury. They yeah. said it was close and it happened. But then, you know, it got messed up because Anthony lost to Usyk. So it is it is what it is. But but they said, like, when they say it's close, I'll give credit to uh, Eddie Hearns. He tried to make it happen. He don't play. He tried to make it happen. Yeah. Eddie tried to make it happen, man. He, he do. It's just, if it don't happen, it don't happen. He, he do put an effort. Like, you can't say that his big fighters, like when they try to make something, you talk it. If you talk it, he's trying to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll give him that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And they, Eddie Hearn, Mushroom, and the Zone, they do do a good job of trying to make the fights happen. Yeah. Yeah. I need PBC 
to step up and do it. Like they, with Crawford, Crawford and Spence, man, there's no excuse now. There's Crawford's none. no longer top rank. Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm like. I don't even get what the the whole thing is. It's like I know I right, my whole I know now I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk this. It's all good though. Um <laughs> like my thing is like all right, I get like you can't if the if the, if the, if the hang up is a home at home, that gotta be canceled. Nobody gonna come watching the drug and watch that fight in Nebraska. Like that's that they don't hold enough. You need to make the gate gotta be real. So I know if he's saying that yeah. why we got to fight in Texas. Well, I'm sure he's not talking using home, but I'm sure the argument is Vegas, Texas, right? It got to be in Vegas. I, I'll say this much. It should be in Vegas. It should be in Vegas. But somebody had to argue with me like, well, had a good point was like, yo, I mean, real, really Earl should hold that, like hold that type of leverage because he's the fighter who brings in the most money and, you know, Texas does well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It don't, I don't think that. Like, you're not going to get cheated. It's not going to be a thing that you're cheated in Texas when you're fighting Earl. Like, I feel like within this fight... Yeah, now, they both they both Americans, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about somebody getting cheated. And plus, Cowboy Stadium, Earl Spence is sold out like 40,000, exactly, 50,000 seats bro. there. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that's where the money is. That's like, where the why money not is. go there? Yeah, I, like, I agree. Like, go to Texas, and if you really that dude, go beat him in Texas. Yeah, like, go I, embarrass him in his house. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, that's why I was like, it kind of swayed me. Because I was like, yeah... I mean, it wouldn't matter because you're that guy. You beat him in Texas. You beat him in Texas. And if you beat him, like you getting that money, you still getting that gate money. And then the, the second, I'm sure it's a three fight, uh, two fight deal anyway. So yeah, you're gonna sure. get that. You're gonna get the next fight. You're probably gonna get more of the, you know, get more of the whatever, more of the funds. So you're good, bro. Like it don't even matter. Like to just me, look at what look at what Devin Haney did. Devin Haney went to Australia. Yes. And embarrassed <laughs> that man. And embarrassed yeah, that and man. Took this man be- and took this man belt and yeah. killed him off. I mean... like So you could do the same thing, yeah. bro. And, in the, and and to me, Earl showed to do that when he fought when he fought uh, Kell Brook in, the, in his prime. He went over there to beat Kell Brook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, in, in Kell Brook prime. So I'm just saying, like, you could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't no big deal. You could fight in Texas, and if you were as good as everyone says Bud is, like he, they say he's the best, pound for pound, he's so skilled, so he can go switch to Southpaw. I get this argument all the time. Um, if he's that good, and you know he's that much better than Earl, that he can beat Earl in Texas. Because if, if, if sure. he's not, I mean, because Earl has already shown you that he's willing to fight elsewhere. He's done it before. So I'm just telling, saying that if he's that good, I'm talking about quality opponents. I'm not talking about like no Joe Horn like that. That crap. Yeah. I'm talking about a real opponent. Like, if you're willing to fight Earl, like if you're willing, to, if you think you're that good, fight Earl in Texas. And if you beat him, then you beat him. But, I, I, but that shouldn't be a snag. Like that shouldn't be anything. And it should. And if we're talking about still talking about purses, then there's still a track record, bro. Like I'm still think I think Bud deserves more money now. But you shouldn't be like depending on what you're asking for. It shouldn't be like. 50-50. Like, I know that. Like, I'm not going to... Don't yeah. be stupid. It shouldn't be 50-50. Like, still, understand the gate and what you brought to the table in terms of what you've done in the past compared to what, what Earl has done in the past. Like, be real about that. For sure. Now, we agree 100% on this yeah. one. Like, they got to go ahead and get signed. Even if you do 55-45 out of respect for what Buzz done in the past, mm-hmm. cool. Do it that way. Yeah. Get it done. And then, whoever wins... Like, that's one thing about boxing. You could do... Hey, whoever wins gets 60 Yes. You really about you that life. You could do that. You could do that. <laughs> whoever wins yeah. gets 60%. You could. You could and do it's that. like, okay, that's fair. Yeah. Let's go. Whoever wins gets 60%. The loser still gets paid, yeah. but they don't get as much. Like, let's just do it exactly. that way. But I'm, it probably won't happen that way because, you know, but Earl going his money. I get that. Like, I'm not, but it should, that'd be yeah. dope. But I would say this whoever wins the next fight, they get the bigger purse. 
Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's fair. Like, if you feel comp, my thing, if you that dude, if you feel like you're the better boxer, be confident you're gonna win. Then the next, if if, if like if I'm, if I'm good and I feel like yo, like this ain't close enough, but if I ain't fifty fifty, all right, you know what? On part fight two, because there'll be a fight two, right? It's a two fight. It's a, it's a two fight deal. Yeah. You'll get the more. You'll get the six. You'll get the sixty. Like, how about that? Sure. If you're that much, but if you lose, then yeah, you're kind of you know you're down. You're down twice. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. That's what I'm saying. You're down yeah. twice. But I'm just saying, like, that's fair. Like you, this way, you you end up making the money, even though you you still may not be the draw in terms of popular fan. You know, of the fan. You know what I mean? But still, you'll be yeah. you'll get most of the money. No, I agree 100, mm-hmm. percent man. Like. There's no need for these hold up in boxing. And we can learn something from the women, man. Like on yeah. September 10th, you got a Clarissa Shields and yeah. yeah, her card where they have the undercard. We have Michaela Mayer going against Alicia Bumgarner. The fact that you have those two fights on the same card, and these women were able to agree on that, mm-hmm. like that shows you something. Like this could happen. Like you could have these cards happen right away without all this complication. So let's get it done, man. Let's get definitely, man. Let's get it done. Hey, but appreciate you being on, man. We're going to rap. This is, a, this is a guarantee. We're going to rap. <laughs> oh, for sure. For right. sure, man. So I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, man. You stay blessed. And you too. All right. Bye. All right, man. That was dope, man. Make sh- Again, make sure you follow Damien on Twitter at the Real Deal WDA. All right. As part of our HBCU Corner segment, we'll play our interview with new Morgan State football coach Damien Wilson after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Saying Fighters. Yiddick Deuces. Jerusalem, It's time for HBCU Corner. We literally had this coach on this show a couple months ago when he coached for Bowie State University. He was the football coach of Bowie State University. He is now the head coach of Morgan State University. Welcome to the MEAC. As the UMES individual, so I want to say welcome to the MEAC. And also, welcome back to the Urban Sports Scene, Coach Damon Wilson. Yes, sir, guys. I appreciate the, the invite to get back on the show here, and uh, I'm excited to be in the MEAC. <laughs> right, talk about yeah, me at life, right? Talk we, about me we, at life. We man. just jokingly said after you came on with us, you got a new job. But what's <laughs> what's what is dope is the Bowie State to Morgan State pipeline. You got Coach Brodus, Bowie State alum, and mm-hmm. now you congratulations. Real talk is it's a blessing to see this happen and evolve. Real talk. Yes, yes, sir. It is. I, and I'm very appreciative of the opportunity for sure. All right, cool. I know we joked around about the CIAA term, but now you're in the MEAC. So are you going to be able to still do the CIAA? It's in Baltimore. 
But without I'm doubt, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still an alum of, the, of a CIAA school at Bowie State University. So, you know, I have to go back and support my alma mater in my, in my conference that gave me my first start as a head football coach. So I would definitely be back at the tournament in Baltimore. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, well, let's get right into it. Um, So a couple, I mean, we all mentioned a couple weeks ago, you were announced as Bowie State football, I mean, Morgan State, me, Morgan State <laughs> football coach. Um, So what made you uh make the move to Morgan? I think the timing was right. I spoke to Dr. Wilson, the president here at Morgan State, and Ms. Dina, the athletic director, and I thought the timing was right to, uh, to take this opportunity. Uh, I had the blessings of, of support people that I uh, I really value their opinion, and some of those guys were my student athletes at Bowie State, and uh, you know, it's, I, with some kind words they gave me, I thought this timing was right, and I think the opportunity and the the possibilities are endless here at Morgan State. So. So, Coach, you know, you led Bowie State to three straight CIAA championships, including a championship in 2021. You're also a Bowie State alumni, which you mentioned. How hard was it to leave Bowie State, though? Oh, extremely hard. You know, that place uh, gave me an opportunity to receive two degrees, gave me an opportunity to go from a young man to a man, you know, and, and, and let alone uh, the professional career that I was able to establish there at Bowie State University and provide for my family. So I'm, I'm forever grateful uh, for the university and, and, and what it's done for me personally and professionally. All right, Coach, I don't know how well you follow Morgan State on social media, but they're active. Your <laughs> university, now I'm going to say they, is, is y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Morgan State is active on social media, so there's a lot of buzz about, okay, what's Coach Wilson going to bring to the table his first season? Can you just tell us what's your goal in your first year as being head coach at Morgan State University? I want to win the championship. You know, that's not that's not going to change. Uh, what our, our goals are going to be our goals and the standards are going to be the standard. We understand it's a process. And one thing you guys mentioned early was about the three championships that we won at Bowie State. Uh, however, we I lost some championships, too, as a head coach at Bowie State University. I think we went to six or seven in my time there. Uh, so it was an opportunity to, you know, go through that process and understand uh, what it takes to win a championship. And, you know, so that's our goal is to win the championship. But we also understand the process. You know, we're not going to cheat the process. We're going to focus on getting better each day and doing the little things right, doing the things that don't require any talent, do those things right. And I think we'll have an opportunity to be where we want to be at the end of the year. Coach, I think you. I think I read something that you're not not just like winning the championship in terms of me. Like you want to win the whole national championship. Am I that's correct? The goal. Yeah, that's, that's the goal. The goal. Right. That's okay. the goal. That's not going to change. If I'm not mistaken, I think there are 18 teams that's considered uh, for the celebration bowl. And that's 12 teams in the uh, SWAC and six in the MEAC. There are 160 teams that play FCS football. So our goal is to be the best of 160. You know, and, 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 and with accomplishing that goal, we will have an opportunity to, of course, participate in a celebration bowl, you know, and, and be in, in that environment, and which is a great opportunity for our student athletes. But we're, we're going to follow the process. We're not going to cheat the process. And, uh, you know, we do what we're supposed to do. We'll be in great shape at the end of So how is the process right now, meeting some of your new players and also recruiting? <laughs> I had to laugh. Yesterday what I did was uh, I, I spent time, I spent the whole day, uh, because I haven't met the team in person. Uh -huh. So I thought it was important for me to meet the team as best I could. And I did it on Zoom. You know, I spent the whole day spending 10 minutes with each player uh, that's returning to the program. So that was a, a, a 8.30 in the morning to a 5.30 p.m. deal with 10-minute interviews or 10-minute conversations, I should say, with each student athlete. And that was amazing just to hear these guys' passion and, and their willingness and their desire to win and, and, and to get better. 
So I'm really excited about that. Definitely after I spoke to the team uh, individually, and uh, we look to have everybody on campus uh, for the second summer session in July. So, Coach, obviously we know the history of Morgan State University, and we know that you came from Bowie State, both schools, of course, HBCUs. How did that factor into your decision? Is it important for you to continue to coach within the HBCU um, program and school? Well, I, I love giving back to young people. You know, and then HBCU uh, is, is, is where I went to school, is, um, is where I pretty much laid my hat in my coaching career thus far. Uh, one thing I tell everybody is not uh, HBCU brand of football. HBCU is a university in which, the, you know, we were founded, founded upon. But at the end of the day, the brand of football we, we teach and we play is going to be the football that's played across the board in PWI world as well. Uh, so that's something that we're going to uh, continue to educate our student athletes on. But we also want to embrace that HBCU experience uh, and, and, and everything that comes with that. Uh, but it was definitely important to be in, in an environment which is conducive and to, to, you know, what I'm trying to get done and also impact the people that I want to impact. So, Coach, for Morgan State alums, what would, you, what, would be, what would be your message to them about your brand of football, what you're going to bring to the program? Well, we're going to be physical. You know, we're, we're going to be a disciplined group. It's going to be exciting to watch. And one thing as an alum, what I, what I ask everybody to do at this point is man, embrace being an alum and do what alums are supposed to do. And that's support your program, support our current student-athletes, uh, be there for the student-athletes, teach the student-athletes how to be alums. And everything else will take care of itself. But be in, embrace this, man. This is going to be a fun, a fun journey. Embrace it. You know, uh, don't think about what happened yesterday or last year. Let's look at what we're doing moving forward. You know, Morgan State University has a lot of rich history within his football program and has Hall of Famers, you know, to play at Morgan State University. So, you know, the good thing about it is at one point, there was this was a very successful program. You know, Coach, Coach Banks, those guys did a great job. Coach Hurt did a great job of taking this program to new levels. And what, what I uh, envision myself and our staff doing is getting back to those days. But I'm going to need everybody's hands on deck. We're going to need a lot of positive energy and guys, uh, you know, holding their end of the rope. And that's alums, alums as well. It's holding their end of the rope, and we'll be in great shape moving forward. Well, Coach, University of Maryland, just showed Ray and I, we went there. We don't have football teams, so we'll be rooting for you. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say a lot. I'm, I'm invested in all HBCUs right now. You know, yeah. we, we do a lot of interviews, and I ain't going to sit here and say, uh, I mean, listen, I'm going to support you, brother. I'm going to support all HBCUs. Yeah, that's, what I'm, saying. that's what I'm saying. Ray Basie, that's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, Morgan was our rival in basketball when I was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, he was there, huh? It, it's kind yeah, of they were. They were. But, you know, you. Hey, I'll be up there. I'll bring some mumbo sauce. I'll bring some of DC culture. Uh, <laughs> up Baltimore is my second home. Real talk. Now, that's real. That's <laughs> real. C hey, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Bring the mumbo sauce to the wings, baby. We need it. You already <laughs> know. They go with the you car. You already know. You know, there's, a, there's an upcharge in wings right now, even in the curry house. Uh, <laughs> hey, Coach, yeah. thanks for being on. Is there anything you would like to add before we let you go? And now, guys, once again, man, I appreciate man. You guys do a great job. Uh, covering HBCU sports and just sports in general. And I'm uh, really, really uh, are thankful to have an opportunity to be before you guys again. And I look forward to talking to you guys in the near future. Thank you All so right. much. We, we appreciate it too, Coach. You got it. I appreciate you. All right. Yep. Man, Coach Dan Wilson is amazing, man. Cool dude, man. I, like I said, man, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. I want to do big things. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes. Tune in iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, 
Follow us on Twitter at Urban Sports Scene, IG at Urban Sports Scene, and like our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Make sure, again, make sure you subscribe to the Urban Sports Scene YouTube channel. I need y'all to do this. We trying to get the 50, 50 subscriptions. I ain't even asking for like 100 or off-brand. I'm trying to do baby steps. So get us the 50. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, not Urban. This, that's the wrong one. I'm thinking about it. No, I'm trying to get the 300 subscriptions. I'm sorry. Urban Sports Scene YouTube page is kind of booming. Give me the 300. All right, I might ask for 1,000. Give me the 300. And we can see what's going to happen. I, we also have the all Burgundy and Gold Ari thing YouTube channel. I'm trying to get that to 50 subscriptions. So if y'all listening to both shows, get that to 50. Trying to come on out. If you're a Washington Commanders fan, get that one to 50. Don't be stingy. Come on. Stop being greedy. Give it to the needy. All right. Check out the home of the urban sports scene, Amplifier Media at AmplifierMedia.com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all of the Empire shows as well as other great, great content. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in, man. We basically did a, like a like a two hour show up in here, man. Like, but it was dope, though, man. You know, Damien, he came on this show. We was we was chopping it up. Like, I was chopping it with the homies. So he was he was cool, man. So appreciate y'all for tuning in. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for I just. Your dig deuces. Hey, Mega, do me a favor, my man. Lead us out, big homie. You